It's the What's up, everybody? On today's pre-Christmas episode and last episode of the year of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast, we talk about a lot of random stuff, including AI equaling artist issues, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and the theories surrounding it. Maybe there's an aquarium that exploded. And also, we're asking if somebody is a sellout as well as listening to voicemail. All this and more on today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. All right. What's up? This is, oh my gosh, it's been too long. What's up? What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back again. Episode 237 of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. I'm Jared. Hey, what up, people? I'm Jay. And we're back and at again after a couple of week hiatus, had some traveling, had some family stuff happening. Oh my gosh. Yes. Jay, I have the question of the day for you today. See, instead of how your week was, because I already know how it was, is Dion primetime Sanders oh, a man. sellout for leaving Jackson State and moving to the PWT Colorado University? What do you think? Well, I don't know the whole story, but I'm just going to say no. But like I said, I don't know the whole story, so I can't fully comment and commit to an answer. What do you think? Let Good me call. know. I say the same thing. No, he is not a sellout. And I will tell you why. Yes, Dion. He uh, got his first head coaching job at Jackson State University. Mm-hmm. This is true. And it's only because any other college before that that he looked at, there was a Division One school told him, you need head coaching and college experience before we'll give you a shot. And he's like, hold on. I coached one of the most successful high school high school programs in the country. I have several kids that were recruited and playing D one football. Mm. Why do I need Why do I need to do that? It's like, oh, by the way, I ran a whole school. You know, even though his school shut down, uh, you know, because of financial reasons, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, by the way, I am probably the greatest cornerback to ever live. You know, like, come they on, don't man. Call I me prime football. time from that. They don't call me prime time from that. Just like you said, but you know what? Most of those schools were like, nah, we're not going to, you need to, you need to, you need to, you know, they told him, I guess he need to, uh, what do they call it? Like pay his dues or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, you know what I'm going to do? I I got you. And so he went to Jackson State University, you know, and he, he made a pledge to them that he was going to try to, you know, help HBCUs, you know, help them bring them out of, you know, sort of like the doldrums they have been. And, and really that, that pertains to like, not being household names in a lot of a lot more households around the country, mm-hmm. right? Uh, went to Jackson State. You know, he he signed a four year contract. Um, he he actually got to the school and realized that his high school that he coached at beforehand <laughs> had better facilities than Jackson State University had for their athletes. So he's like, you know what? You know, take half my money and go build some more facilities for these kids. So he paid them back half of his money, right? To build mm-hmm. better facilities, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was making like a couple hundred thousand dollars, you know, something like that. 
a year, good. right? So, so, or maybe maybe that was all. Maybe was that a couple hundred thousand dollars total? No, I think it was a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, something like that. So on top of that, he realized that they didn't have like a lawn mowing schedule for the football field and the practice field that they play on. So he pulled his own. He brought his own, his own, mind you, uh, uh, riding lawnmower up there, and he was like. The lawn needs to be cut on Thursdays every week. So he was cutting the grass. Not only is he the coach, mm-hmm. not only is he recruiting people, he out there cutting the grass. He brought the top recruit in the country, mm. flipped him from going to Florida State to come to Jackson State. He also had his son, which is one of the 300 ESPN players coming out of high school, go there to play for him at Jackson State. Also, his other son, he got him to transfer from South Carolina. So the one son that was one of the, you know, that started there uh, with him was um, is a quarterback, you know, five-star recruit, four- to five-star recruit. Right. And then his son that he got the got the, got the the transfer from South Carolina, you know, he, he uh, is a quarterback. This guy's a cornerback. Son that he got, the, got, the, got the cornerback. Cornerback, excuse me. And then his oldest son, I think, does, like, media stuff for them. Right. Um, you know, so he had, he had his kids, you know, involved, which is good. But he brought coaches, he brought players, and his first season, you know, he 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 brought them to the SWAC championship, and they lost against South Carolina State. So that's another school, a different school, but it's a you know historically black college, mm-hmm. right? His second year, this year, they won the SWAC title, they won the championship, right? And perfect, undefeated season, mm-hmm. right? They had coaches from other teams like uh, Alabama State coach, uh, Eddie Robinson Jr. Eddie Robinson, legendary black football coach for grandma, right? For years, right? Mm-hmm. His son wouldn't even shake his hand after the game because his son talked trash to him the, the year before and like showed like this really wild, disrespectful picture of him when he was younger. Uh, during like after after they like, beat him in a game, you know, and, and you know, crack jokes on him. And this year, Dion was talking smack to him throughout the week before the game. Before the game, and the guy wouldn't shake his hand after Dion's team destroyed them. And then the kid, the dude said, "Dion's not swack." He's like, "What? Is, what is swack?" Right? Uh, I guess is that somebody who like just sits there and coaches there forever? I don't know. But Dion was like, "I'm not swack." Well, who's swack? You know. So he had that whole situation. But then, right around the end of this year. Just about the last couple weeks of the year, you know, there were some reports that said Dion has been offered the Colorado University football job. Colorado University, one in eleven this year. One of the teams they lost to, TCU, go Frogs. So yeah, they they had they hadn't been good for a few years, right? They haven't been competitive, mm-hmm. I think since like 2018, 2019, somewhere around right, there. Right. So so uh, and that's that's a division one school. So you're going from a HBCU mm-hmm. in the SWAT conference to a Division One Pac-12, you know, team that plays against like USC, UCLA, Oregon, Utah, right, like those right, schools, right, right. right, Arizona. So Colorado offered him several million dollars. So and he went from making at? a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't see the problem. <laughs> now people call him a sellout for leaving. The HBCU and going to the predominantly white school. They need to stop that. Because they're like, oh, you left because they gave you more money and it's a white school. 
Well, this is the thing. Dion did have a 60 Minutes interview, and he told the people at Jackson State, if I am offered a job, a better compensated job at a Power 5 school during my contract, mm-hmm. I will consider it. I will consider leaving to go to that. So he told them that. He didn't just like leave without like saying anything. Right. And he's and the, the the other thing is this a lot of coaches, especially these these big time big time program coaches, happened last year with uh uh, uh Oklahoma, the guy mm-hmm. from Oklahoma that went to USC, Lincoln Riley, the coach. As soon as they get hired for another job, they leave like the next couple of days. Sometimes their kids find out about it from them. Sometimes they don't initially, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they leave and they go directly to the next school to start recruiting for the next year immediately. They don't even coach the bowl game with these kids that they've recruited and coached throughout the year. That's what most of these guys do. Uh, actually, I think it happened from him and also the guy who left Notre Dame and went to LSU this year, Brian Kelly, who has the worst Louisiana accent. If you ever want to look it up, it's hilariously bad whenever he first started there. But Dion coached in the SWAC championship game. He stayed there for the full time and he, uh, you know, got in front of his players and said, hey, I know the reports are out there saying, you know, that Colorado's offered me this job. Yes, they offered me this job and I will be taking it. And I would like, you know, if you want to come with me, go ahead and hop in a transfer portal and come on with me, uh, you know, come and transfer to Colorado as long as you can, um, like, qualify, if your grades qualify and whatnot, you know? So not only do I believe he is not a sellout, I believe he did it in the right way because he said he was going to do it. He said he, he said he would consider it and do it. And on top of that, he coached his kids the final, the final game of the season. Mm-hmm. The other thing is this. Not only did Dion bring notoriety to to Jackson State, he did bring a lot more notoriety to more SWAC schools because you every every week you see like two or three SWAC games playing on ESPN, mm. which before the only game you would see is the Bayou Classic. That's the only one we'd ever see before, like right after Thanksgiving. The Bayou, yeah, that's, that's it. True. Southern and Grambling, right? Yep. Maybe you would see uh, uh, Southern and TSU. Or Gremlin and TSU, but but not often. That's about it. So not only did he help bring that because you know you had a lot a lot of players going there. There was a lot more buzz around it. He got Jackson State uh, on um, on. Uh, let's see here. They were on the opening weekend games at ESPN, and also they were on College Game Day, which had never happened to a SWAC school. Mm-hmm. Not even the Bayou Classic, the most popular yeah. HBCU game ever, like every year, right? So that had never been on on college game day, which is the biggest you know college football show every week. Um, and and another thing that was this, which is weird, which Colorado beforehand, I think earlier this year or something like that, you know that or maybe just a few weeks before Dion got hired, mm. uh, the the president of the school was asked, you know, was saying, hey, you know, we can't get certain recruits to come in because there are certain, um, you know, degrees that you don't offer that a lot of these other larger schools do offer, like 
kinesiology and general sports science. Right, like right. I don't know. There's several of these that that you know, and and a lot of times athletes take them, you know, just because they they have something to do with sports. <laughs> so the and the and the president of the universe is like, nah, we we're not going to change. This is the way that we've been. This the you know the standard we're going to hold with all these other things because this is what we offer. Dion took the job, and guess what they started offering? All of those extra programs. The only way he nice. would take it is if they started offering all those extra programs, nice. which allows more kids to come into play, regardless of race, regardless of, of, of you know, position, regardless of sport. Because I know, I mean, I remember kids play football, baseball, basketball, girls, you know, whatever it is, guys. They, they are in like those subjects that weren't at Colorado, right? So, you know, Dion is literally a culture and trendsetter, not only at HBCU, but now in the Pac-12, Yeah, you know? Mm. And I hope he does well. The only game I hope he loses is the first <laughs> game next year. Because the first game next year, he's going to Fort Worth to play against TCU. Of course. Other than that, yeah. Other than that, he can win every game. <laughs> he go, he go, he go eleven one next year, as long That's as he funny. lose that game. That's funny. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, man. I, I think I think people jumped over him, jumped on yeah. him. You know, it's mostly it's, fan like fans calling him a sellout. Mostly or is fans, it... mostly okay. fans. There's some media people, but most of the media people who are not calling him a sellout mm. are athletes. Uh, or our former coaches who understand how it goes. Hmm. And, and Dion even made a statement saying, hey, you know what? You either you either walk out on your own or you get kicked out on your on your backside. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to yeah. say? So um And I mean who you know, wouldn't want to go from a couple hundred thousand to a couple million? Like, yeah, I think it's like five million a year, like yeah, something crazy I mean, like that. Come like, on. Any, crazy, bro. any one of them people that's saying he a sellout would do the same thing. People are, and you know, people at people in people in HBCU land, you know, black alumnas and stuff like that of, of those universities were saying, you know, like, why did he leave us? Like he left us in a lurch. You know, our, our school, like we haven't been able to make any money, but like or, or whatever, like our school, you know, is gonna go back to the ways that they were, you know, and underfunded and all this stuff. But then somebody made like a really good statement. They're like, hold on a second. Was this school underfunded before Dion? Were they like, you know, not, were, were the alumni not donating anything before Dion? Yes. Why'd they start donating? Because Dion was there. Why didn't they donate before he got there? So they, they probably gonna do the same thing now that he gone. So you blame the years and years of alumni that haven't put, that haven't donated any money ever. Somebody, I mean, if somebody donate like a hundred dollars or fifty dollars or twenty dollars, whatever it is, once they can say they donated, right? If they never ever donate to school, then whose fault is that? You know what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, like it, it, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of the university, a little bit the state that each university is in, and then the alumni, you know, um, that 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 help maintain the school, you know. Uh, apparently, the state of Mississippi was, and the city of Jackson wasn't really. You know, uh, funding that school like they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. So how blame sure. all those people? Because that was going on long before Dion came there. Sure. You know, it's That's not right. his fault, and you can't expect him to hold up all of the HBCUs. You know, 
I, I saw yeah. this video, Doctor Umar. Of course, I was just the about man to say who had, <laughs> this. This nigga here, I tell you what, man, he was on the Breakfast Club, and they said Doctor Umar destroys Charlemagne the God, calling Dion a sellout because Doctor Umar was thinking he was a sellout. Doctor Umar was like, Dion was supposed to stay. You know, it said he left the cowardly way. He was supposed to stay and help hire coaches for all these other HBCUs. And I'm like, hold on. He only had loyalty to one school. Yeah. You know? And then he was like, you know, doctor, uh, you know, he was like, he was like, you know, like they, they needed other, you know, like, you know, transcendent talent, uh, uh, you know, former football players to come in as coaches. Charlemagne was like, Eddie George is at Tennessee State or wherever he is. Mm. You know, Eddie Eddie George, one of the greatest running backs of all time. He was like, it, it ain't about Eddie George. And, and 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 Charlemagne was like, but but you just said they needed other highly talented, you know, NFL Hall of Famers. Like, what you talk? You got one or you got multiple already, you know, within that. So, oop. Dr. Umar has bad takes about everything. He does. And he was basically saying he, he was basically saying Dion needed to carry the carry the load for all of the HBCUs no, on no, the No, he doesn't. That's not his job. No, he doesn't. He does not. That's not his job. Because Dr. Umar would do the same thing if presented with the opportunity. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Wouldn't Charlemagne's like, what have you done? This is the thing. Charlemagne's like, have you ever donated to HBCU? He was like, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> He has not. <sighs> and then he tried to quickly say, I'm building two schools. I'm building two schools. And Charlotte like, Charlotte like, what does got to do with Dion? That ain't got nothing to do with Dion. That's got nothing to do with what you're talking about here. So, yeah, man. it. I just... I've been wanting to talk about that for a long time. And as soon as... It, you know, just, just because... I think it's crazy. And, you know, even on the TCU fan site, because I'm on a couple of their fan, like, Facebook pages, mm-hmm. and there's, like, people on there like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he left Jackson State in a lurch. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he leave nobody in a lurch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he leave wow. nobody in a lurch. They, they, they left himself in a lurch before they hired him, you know? Right. I don't know, man. It's but but he also brought notoriety. He brought money in. He brought fans. What is up? What? What is? Yeah, it's not Sunday, J Del Negro. What is up? What's How's up? What's going? up? J Del Negro. It's a surprise. It's the a... Don't Judge Me podcast. The Impromptu. after forty. Impromptu. What do you call it? After forty. Post forty. The back forty. What you call it? the next forty? <laughs> One of them. Yeah, uh, one of uh, the podcasts. Uh, very well, very well. Uh, podcast, very good podcast. I might add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good podcast. Yes, very very good podcast. The back forty. Wait, the next forty. It says the it next, literally says right in front of my face. The next forty. Anyway, what's up, Jada Negro? We're talking about Dion not being a sellout uh, right now. Um, and yeah, I heard you and Nigel's, you know, last Christmas show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, congratulations to y'all for having a great, another great year. Uh, uh, I will say that I don't know what FedEx, UPS, Amazon, the Postal Service, DHL, the Pony Express. <laughs> I don't know what all of them have against Nigel, but they must hate him. Um, or at least they hate his packages. 
yeah. something he must have did. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, it is not. It is not. Uh, it is not Sunday, which is when we normally record. It is a Friday night. Sneaking this one in here, mm-hmm. um, sliding it right in there. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, just because we're gonna have busy, busy weekends. Yes, uh, and busy Christmas weeks. But yeah, Dion's not a sellout Mm-mm. in my book. Dr. Umar is a bigger sellout to Dion. Pretty much is. I think nope. he is. He just he just he just tries to play somebody else on TV. Anyway, next question. You wanted to talk Anywho. about AI well, artist well, AI art, artist issues with AI art. I don't know if I really want to talk about it. It's just something that came up and oh, and since we have Mr. Del Negro uh Del Negro tuning in. Maybe he could answer. How do does he feel about AI art becoming the big wave? My issue is I have problems with people considering themselves artists when all they're doing is typing in words, and uh, mm. it generates a beautiful picture. And might I add, I might add that a lot of these images are like beautiful, like mm-hmm. I mean, just well crafted by a computer, by artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of the biggest platforms is Mid Journey. I use Mid Journey, I just started using it, and it's freaking mm-hmm. addictive. Uh, but it's one of those things where this past week, the past couple weeks, actual traditional artists are wanting everybody to boycott this stuff because they think it's gonna end up taking money off of their their uh plates yeah i agree until ai learns to draw fingers mm-hmm. you can't compete of course that's one of the craziest so, things to draw Hands. so explain to me just, just i am a layman mm-hmm. right when Correct. it comes to understanding how this ai mm-hmm. art works so is it literally art like an art like is it a computer program that so, is creating art so art form? it's I would say it's pretty much kind of like an algorithm. So there's mm-hmm. this one company, and I, I use Mid Journey as the the basis for this. I think there's like quite a few more. So what you do is you let's say you have something in your head, some words, something that you want to see. Let's say you want to see that new barbecue grill that you've been envisioning, that mm. that new shop that you've been envisioning. Man, you go and type in all the words describing your shop. Mm-hmm. hit the enter key and within seconds maybe even a minute it'll generate an idea of what this could look like and okay. it looks it looks it may come out looking fantastic and you'll be blown away now mm-hmm. the only issue with that is some people may be bypassing actual artists that do this for a living going straight to the AI saying hey let's just take a logo for example say -hmm. somebody wants to go get a brand new logo for their company Mm -hmm. instead of paying an artist actual designer a thousand dollars plus to create your logo they go straight to the ai program say spit me out a logo and they could do Mm. this multiple times for free get yourself a logo you don't have to pay yeah So they're bypassing a lot of artists, a lot of people who train for this. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things this past week, the past couple weeks, I say, 
you know actual artists have been calling for like this boycott of people mm-hmm. using uh you know these these algorithm these programs these companies that yeah. are you know uh utilizing this so you know it's one man. of those things i just wanted to bring up but that that's wild man it's it's wild because to, to me it sounds like okay to me it sounds like you you think of I guess this AI knows all of the keywords yes. and phrases that link up to images. Yes, right? so it scours the internet. It uh, oh, and and, all, okay. and and also the people that mm-hmm. I guess uh, kind of control the the back end. They can prompt the the AI and train it to look for certain things or like pull styles from different artists. Mm-hmm. Let's say like your favorite artist is, I don't know, uh, freaking Banksy. Okay, let's just go Banksy. You could tell <laughs> it to, you could tell it to, hey, I want this particular thing in the style of Banksy, and they will spit it. It the AI will spit it right out, and it'll look wow. very similar to Banksy type work. So that's that's wild, man. It, it's wild. Yeah. Because it's it's almost like Google in the art form, like a Google search yeah. in the art form. Because you know you could search Google literally for anything yeah. and find anything, right? Yeah. So it's almost like it's almost like a computer. It sounds like a, an art computer program that you like you said you put in the information, mm-hmm. it spits it out, and if it's not what you want it can spit out so many different results and you could finally find yeah. what you're looking for instead of having somebody conceptualize several things yeah. um to you know several go around so it's wild yeah. it's it's a tool and absolutely not a replacement yeah. for actual artists it's like the original ai with practice yeah it's going to show up but not do the real work yeah and thank you jay and and you know to me it sounds like do you remember, you know, you know, the TV show, the Jetsons, that old cartoon, the Jetsons. Mm-hmm. I remember certain things that they had on the Jetsons where they were like, you know, they would say something and this machine would spit it out on like a tab of paper. <laughs> like that's what it reminds me of. Or they would type something in and it's that literally what that all this reminds me of. But, you know, you had to have humans to uh, sort of, you know, make it function the way that you want to make it function right? right so it's almost like to me it's almost like yeah it is it's it's it can do all these things but like you know J. Del negro said it can't you know take the real place of an actual artist yeah now it can't, it can't. i just have a problem with people who, who generate these images mm-hmm. call themselves actual artists that's when i have a problem with it like i yeah. like i say i use it to get certain ideas for certain things but mm-hmm. i will still go in and do whatever i need to do whether it be a just a i don't know maybe an idea for a possible painting or an illustration that i'm gonna do mm-hmm. then I'm, i may use it but like i said i only started using this like the past week or so but i could see i could see it as another tool like like jay said um to give certain to give artists ideas that they may not have thought of you know so mm-hmm. how they actually use that idea is up to them but yeah. you know 
one of those Man. things. We, we're not going to get rid of it. It's it's going to grow more and more. Yeah. And I think, I think eventually in the future, there'll be something to where people could actually type in words and it'll generate a movie, you know, or generate say, image clips or something. Or Wouldn't that something be like wild, that. though? You know, it's crazy like that because, like, in, uh, let's say, when I was going... Uh, studying 3D animation film you know and uh, special effects and stuff there's certain programs you could go in and if you know the language you could just type in the language and it'll spit out the whatever you're typing in so it'll calculate mm-hmm. everything in that language that you're typing in and spit it out so it's it's going to keep on going it's going to keep getting smarter the people you know people going to utilize it for whatever I don't think it's going to yeah. go away but you know, I think artists are gonna have to be a little smarter for for how they're gonna maneuver around this and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I guess still be relevant. Yeah, and still <laughs> to be a relevant, certain extent. Yeah. yeah. There's, you know, it's it's almost one of those things where you, as the artist, I believe, will need to learn how to program it and how to run the algorithm and how. I really understand how all all of the algorithm works because there's two things i believe there's two things that can go along with this and you could tell me one way that if i'm just mm-hmm. you know just spitting shit or whatever but you you know in order to not be obsolete in order to not be kicked out of a job one day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know i believe you should learn how it works because then you could say hey I am an artist. I can create all this, but oh, by the way, I know how to make this thing function too. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't consider X, Y, Z. You know, uh, 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 you know, it doesn't consider like you know the curve of a finger. It doesn't consider you know like like what the pe- what a you know like some hair looks like or a blade of grass or whatever you know whatever it is. I'm just saying stuff. So I do know that I do know that. So I can help you program this to work properly mm-hmm. and if and, and to make it form in a certain way and maybe in that program you could put your artwork into the program <laughs> you know your style right? your concepts right. and maybe it can spit that out but, uh, as part okay. of it at one time. okay I, i'm gonna share with you something that i i just did just by typing in a few words mm-hmm. uh, let me see share screen uh window bam bam right now i really truly hate my computer so <laughs> if I everything think. looks like it's going slow don't blame me Ooh. so this is just cold. by this is just by putting in some words you know dang and it scours the internet for a bunch of things mm-hmm. to to merge together and create something so yeah you know, you can see, and there's some beautiful, like I said, there's absolutely beautiful images like, coming out of this stuff. So, look like an NFT, man. Yeah. And and here's the crazy thing people could go in and create things just by typing in words and mm-hmm. they could resell it for profit. There's no uh, issues with the company. There's that's, no regulation on Yeah, it, no regulation. Yeah. Unless you're making well over a million dollars then you have to sign up for like a corporate type account which is like 600 bucks a month but mm-hmm. you're making over a million dollars so 600 bucks a month yeah, is really nothing that's nothing so, 
Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So. Yeah. What you say that program is? I'm gonna have to go and figure out how I could use that. I'm just. <laughs> Hey man, go do what you do. Visualize your, no. your your truck, your uh, food truck, man, and it'll spit no, out some I, ideas for you. Yeah, that's wild, man. I, I it's crazy because this thing, man. We sit here and talk about this right now, but you know, there were days when somebody said, "No one's ever not gonna ride a horse-drawn carriage everywhere they go." Somebody said that. Somebody was like, you know, some somebody somebody said that, you know, like. And here we have cars, you know. Yep. Nobody rides a horse unless they're on a ranch. Cars, you know? planes, uh, or, everything. Have all this stuff, you know. Uh, uh, you know, nobody. No, I'm sure there was somebody, you know, years ago who thought the idea of a cell phone in your pocket was crazy, you know. Yeah. And it's not. It, it, literally, everybody. You know, who has any kind of mobile device right now has some of this pocket size, you know, or purse size, whatever. That's right. So it the, the sad part about it is right now, you know, you know, we see it's gonna happen eventually, right? Mm. So right now the question is, how do you as an artist who is a practicing artist who is literally, you know, extremely talented, you and J Del Negro, you know, extremely talented. You know, uh, uh, how can you, like, like they said, like stay relevant? You know, stay uh, uh, in front of it. You know, have a job whenever this thing is is, you know, taking more than fifty percent of the workload. You know. Oh man! Don't tell your bosses about it, dude. You know what's funny is a couple things funny (laughs) for work. I showed this to one of my coworkers and. You know, he's cool, dude. We always talking about art and stuff. And I showed him that and he's like, hmm, I wonder if we could use this to generate some of the stuff that we do. I'm like, nope, don't even go there. Don't go there at all because I know what you're thinking. You know, so. Them people y'all work for, man, they would get y'all up out there so fast. Oh, dude. And here's here's another funny thing. So our company just went through recent rebranding. So they hired an outside firm, like actual design firm. You know, we like internal designers. We are like so. Uh, I mean, we here, yeah. yeah. All the proposals and things we do, we we're steady busy with other stuff, so we can't really focus on you know things like that, like corporate branding. But they hired an outside company that rebranded uh, our company. So <laughs> we see that we had big meeting about it. They showed us the new logo, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I start talking to one of the other designers, and it's like, I know I've seen this somewhere. Where did I see this at? So I start searching the internet, and within five minutes, I come across that exact same logo from an online create your logo site, one of those no. little free. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Come on now. <laughs> Look. And I'm sure they paid every bit of well over fifty thousand, possibly a hundred thousand dollars for a rebranding. For something that they got, there's probably an app that you could download on your iPhone. Dude, <laughs> I showed this and I showed this to my boss. She started uh-huh. laughing. I showed this to a few other people. They just started laughing and shaking their head. Man, it's it's pretty bad. I don't I don't know if I want to be the one to bring it up to <laughs> communications. I don't want to be that mm-hmm. guy. They already paid for it. 
Let your boss do it. Uh, she's she not going to do it either. Well, she might. Yeah. Who knows? She, she'll probably show it and it'll fly up the chain. But I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Online logo creator. Create your logo in minutes. You see what he said? Uh-uh. Your job outsourced and the designer with the Canva. That's it. Man, that sounds like, exactly sound it. like it's not even Canva. It sounds sound like it's lower than Canva. You know, Pixar. Bruh. You know? I, I laughed. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You yep, know, so. it, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, <laughs> I, I've been thinking um, lately, uh, I, I did a, I did a, um, what do you call it? I did like a collab with this uh, company that makes alcohol infused meat, right? They do like hot dog, oh, wow. they do uh, bratwurst and burger patties, right? So I did a collab with them uh, and a couple other companies. Uh, we did a giveaway back in like November, I believe. Uh, and and the the company that that meat brand works, uh, you know, the, okay, no. The meat brand works with like a like an advertising, like a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. It has like a little bit of a design arm, but it's like mainly the advertising and marketing. Oh. And I was thinking about like working with them, right? But then I was like, I could just do all that stuff on Canva, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? A lot of it you can, man. But a lot of it I, you can. I, I do know, though. I, I do know, and, and somebody told me this recently. And I'm, I'm trying. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to outsource, right? Some of these things that I might be okay at but not great at. Mm. And in order to take your your brand that you have from one level to the, the next. next to the next to the next is you have to be able you have to be able to delegate, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yep. That's right. Things that you may not be the best at. I am okay. I I am okay. I, I think I'm pretty good creating a website through the templates that Shopify <laughs> has for me. You know, I'm good at that. Because yeah. they're like, all right, here's your template. All you got to do is just plug and play. And I'm mm-hmm. like, cool, right? Yeah. But I, I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, certain things were uh, uh, confusing on the website. They didn't really know how to navigate here, here, and here. Yeah. And then I was like, well, shoot, I don't know what to do. And then one person was like, well, what you should do. And what, what, what I did with my site, that person told me was I went to Fiverr and got a designer, yeah. you know, to go through and clean up some stuff. And and every now and then, if I need anything, I'll just hit them up, you know, shoot them whatever the five bucks is, whatever it is, and they'll do it and be done. And they're like, you should do that, too, because it'll help you. I haven't done it yet, Mm -hmm. but I have like a couple of, you know, designers on there, like in mind that I would want to go do that. And the same thing is for that marketing and advertising thing, you know? Yeah. I'd, I'd want to find somebody like that company that I work with. I have a good relationship with them. I don't know how much they cost. I don't know any of that stuff, but I can find out. But, you know, I think I, I come to realize that since I have a nine to five, there's only certain things, certain, only so much there's only so much I can do every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I don't cook every night, so I don't be, I'm not able to make content a lot of a lot of different food stuff. Even though if you did see the most recent recipe that I threw up, that's you on my up. website, that's also, yeah, I didn't throw up. It's oh. on my TikTok. Uh, that's also on the website. 
It is a barbecue burnt in au gratin potatoes in a skillet, smoked on the smoker. You could do it in the oven. It is legit. No one has ever made that before. Thank you to my mama for telling me to use burnt ends instead of pork belly, which I'm going to use next time. But nobody's ever made that before. And let me tell you, it took me 80 videos, 80 80 takes, 80 different videos to create the one two minute and 29, two minute and 30 second video that I made for that, right? It took like a day of cooking, right? Mm-hmm. If I if I go with one of these shop one one of these like design studios that can do all that stuff, I can just give them the recipe and say, hey, this is what I want the image to, or this is what I want the message to look like look like in the end, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I understand, I understand having to outsource things, you know, like your company did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even or even the fact that they have this program that can create all this stuff, right? But there is nothing like the imagination of a human being. Yeah creating anything you can you can be as computer like a computer could be as smart as it wants to be it can scour the web through every one of the google results from the past 20 years right but but that's never going to replace the creativity and imagination from one human mm-hmm. and like jay like jay del negro said you know it's not the same thing but it sort of speaks to it until a computer program learns how to draw a finger you know (laughs) until it has that 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 imagination that a human being has then won't be able to do it now what they're gonna do they're probably gonna take somebody's brain and hook it up to a computer just like in the movies (laughs) it's coming and it's It's gonna turn into krang amen you remember krang i remember krang (laughs) I do remember. Oh three. man, Ninja Turtle. I, I, I think it's gonna come. <sighs> it's gonna come. Yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah. Mm. AI. AI. Gotta love it, man. Artist issues. Artist issues. I guess that's what you could call it. Artist issues. Well, crazy. Well, hey, this is. Uh oh. You glitched. You glitched out of the maybe yeah. artificial intelligence yeah. got you. Yeah. Sound like you're going, uh, uh, uh. Hello? Is it me? Am I glitching? Let me check, give myself a speed test right now. Hmm. Hello? 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 I can't read. <laughs> Hello, Francis H. Greetings from the Netherlands. Greetings hey, from what's the up, US. Francis? Greetings the Netherlands. That is amazing. Thank you for joining. Oh, yes. My wife was born in the Netherlands. The hashtag Black Cow Podcast. Uh oh. You glitched out, dog. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I- can see you now. No. <laughs> Sound like you're talking with a period after every word. Hello? Hello. Oh my goodness. You glitched out? Yeah, I don't know what was happening, but I think it had to do with my uh, with my computer 
not um, not really having enough storage. I, I didn't think it was. Oh man. I, I think I, I need to go in there and clean some stuff up. And just like I was telling you before we started, I need to get a new external hard drive. So that is a priority tomorrow. To get a new external hard drive, so I put a bunch of my computer on there. Um. Anyway, hey, uh, it looks like we had Francis join us from the Netherlands. Uh, so, hello to you, Francis. Uh, oh, and we have J. Del Negro, and then look at that. Mr. Titty Meat himself. Titty Meat himself, Mr. B-Rob from Random Ramblings the with Rob. The 3R show, Mr. Random Ramblings with Rob. Man, we got a party tonight. Wow. Mm. Thank you for that. Uh, and yes, Jada Negro, I was learning how to talk again somehow. <laughs> was it just glitching the whole time? It just sounded like he had a period after every sentence, after every word. Like, <laughs> it, that, uh, it. So, I yeah. want the knife. Um, <laughs> the Russian asset <laughs> is taking over. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Man. Well, hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, B-Rob, man, it's been too long. It's been too long. long time. Hopefully... Your Walmart has all kinds of red stuff on the liquor aisle um, or the beer and wine aisle, whatever, uh, like it always does. So, yeah, so we were talking about AI, uh, you know, issues now. You know what? How about this? Do, do you have a, Do you have those uh, voicemails ready to go? I sure do. Let, let's listen to a couple voicemails. And, right. of course, Jay, tell the people how they could leave us a voicemail. Hey right, people, three eight five three B L A K P C or three eight five three two five two five seven two. So you can give us a little call, leave us a little voicemail, and we'll play it on the show. Yeah, tell us what so, you think about AI artists. Tell us what you think if Dion is a sellout or not. Mm, you know, fair true. Because right. I, I don't believe the man is, but whatever. Here we go. From my favorite person in the world. Let's see if it plays. She did not know about Elon Musk. No, it was about myself. <laughs> but anyway, um, there's been so many good movies on 
TV and also and series. Have y'all seen uh, the Tulsa King, the King of Tulsa, or whatever the series with uh, Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> y'all did it so good. Tripping off this thing and says, Have y'all in series? Have y'all seen the Tulsa King, the King of Puss? <laughs> that's what AI or that's what AI gets you. That's what AI gets you right there. Google Translate. Um, I, I'm still tripping on the fact that she didn't know that Elon, Elon Musk was the actual person and <laughs> she thought it was a cologne. <laughs> man, come on, man, Kayla, come on. He the one who bought Twitter and let off two thirds of the people who worked there, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've I haven't seen the new movie, the new show with Sylvester Stallone, even though it no. looks good. I haven't seen it. I've not watched um, Yellowstone either, even though Yellowstone is like four hours away from my house, mm-hmm. um, something three mm-hmm. hours away from my house. But um, no, nah, man, I, I don't know if you watched any of those shows. The latest all shows, right. like I was telling you earlier. The shows I've watched was uh, Wednesday, uh, then also um, Mo, Mo Show. Mo, how you liking that so far? I love it, man. You know what? I, I knew I was going to like that show as soon as it started, because the first episode, first episode was, uh, you know, they started, they played Sitting Sideways. I think it was the first song in the first episode, and I knew, I knew it was a Houston, you know, uh, show set in Houston anyway, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's dope. I take. I think some of Elon's kids are clones. You know, they got to be with some of them names they got. I don't think you're wrong. Eight. What did the kid name? Eight. Eight. eight I don't know. Let's look it up. And, and uh, Axeloto. I can't remember. It's something weird though. Mm-hmm. They're all boys, and it's like now. Nah, I thought he had a couple girls. Oh wait, he has ten children. What? Dang. I thought he had ten. a couple girls mixed in there. Let's see. He has a, a Nevada, uh, Griffin and Vivian, Kai, Saxon, Damien. Oh, here we here we go. Uh, um, X A E A X I I. Don't know how that's pronounced. Shay um, Shay. Oh boy, damn. Uh, Exadark, Sidario. Side, side rail, what? Side rail? Sounds like side rail. And okay. Name side rail. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> named syntax. <laughs> oh man, that's jacked up. It's probably true. Elon, you know, and, and I think Annie didn't he have a baby like with his mistress, like a couple of mistresses. I don't and know. And he has twins with Siobhan Zeals. Uh, who's that? I don't know. Uh, have their father's last name, so they didn't reveal the the two uh, names for the twins. For the babies. Man, my dude is just like spreading his seed everywhere. Paper jam. He's like he's like the white Nick Cannon. Like the South African, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if his baby name is Syntax Air. 
He's like the South African billionaire Nick Cannon when it comes to wow. to spreading your seed, you know? He's like the Antonio Cromartie of, uh, of social media ownership. You don't, you don't hear Mark Zuckerberg out there with like 37 kids. You know what I'm trying to say? That's wild. Yeah. All right. Next, next wow. voice. Okay. Yeah. Next. Syntax error. Uh, it's probably true. Ask Katie Parker, Parker, you don't have to come out and play. Anyway, what I was gonna tell you about the um thing that happened last week, but I'm gonna tell you what happened Friday. Man, so much stuff going on in this world, y'all. So Friday, I did lift. I do it in the day. So right when I get off work, I said, you know, let me make a few bucks for easy money, you know. And in certain places I go, like the airport, and to like FedEx, and Nike, Amazon. But I know those people are getting off work, and they're trying to get home. Well, anyways, I picked up this guy. His name was Chandler. Hmm. And I looked at the, the, the thing. I said, man, it's a 76-minute ride in Alamissippi. What the heck is Alamissippi? So he gets in the car, and... It was just fascinating. He was like, do you want me to drive? And I nope. said, no. You know, he in the back seat. And I said, no, you don't have to drive. This is my car. I, I drive. He was I'm like, get a lighter. I was like, no, sit back, sit back, chill out, listen to the music, go to sleep, whatever. You can't smoke in here. So I kept wondering why this dude wanted to drive. He was like, you sure you're okay? You don't want me to... So mm -hmm. I'm like, no, me and pew, pew, pew up here, we okay. So he's like, what's pew, 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 pew? I said, I, I carry. And he said, oh, okay, nothing. He was like, I really don't want to go where I'm supposed to be going right now. Come to find out, I had to take him to a rehab facility deep in the woods of Adam, Mississippi. Y'all, at a lake. It was beautiful. And when he got out, the, the nurse and everything, they, they met us. And he was like, I really don't want to go in here. Well, before they met us, he said, Caleb, you can turn around right now and just drop me off wherever. And I just couldn't. I had to, you know, I said, this going to help you in the long run, friend. So the reason behind this, y'all, is so much going on with people you just never know. And I quit this after that because it was just too emotional. I I'm looking for an at-home job, remote. I guess I'll be a, a remote pimp. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. That's a joke about the pimp, y'all. But I'll call y'all back and see what happened at the gas, at, at the barbershop. Wow. Well, that's crazy. Wow. All right. She had to drop somebody. You know, that's, that's what's weird, man. That's, that's the weird thing about doing Lyft, I think, where she lives in Memphis. Because Memphis... Mm -hmm. Is literally what it's like right on the border, like between Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, and Tennessee, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's right there. So, so you know that that's that's the weird thing, man. You could have somebody want to bring you, want you to bring them to all four of them places, you know, multi stop, you know, and that that's that's much, but yeah, that's all right. I, well, I, was a, I guess it was a good thing. It was like daytime. She said, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so when she said in the woods i'm like hold on a second yeah and then she's like he asked if 
he could if he wanted if she wanted him to drive. I'm like, whoa, no. Like, what? No, absolutely. <laughs> In an Uber situation, you know, unless they got some weird intentions, you know. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Weird. Yeah, exactly. That's weird. All right, what's the, what's All the right. last? You got one last more, right? One. Yes, sir. Right. What's up, y'all? This this message is evil, and I want to tell y'all my story about my barbershop visit to get my you know hair a little clipped, you know, and, and tapered and. As I was leaving, I was very satisfied with my hair, and a young man and son came in, a little, little boy about four years old, and my barber just bust out to laugh, and I, I didn't know why my barber was laughing. But, um, anyways, um, long story short, the little boy, I was paying for my services, you know, I was holding on my hair, you know, it had grown, and we had blew it out, and, you know, the ends and everything, but anyway, um, the man's phone like had a little temper tantrum, so he said, "Well, there she is, right there." And um, so I said, "Huh?" And he's looking at me, and so the man picks up his son. He got about—I I, want to say—he has to be about three, three or four. I don't know. So he picks up his son, and he said, "Well, tell her." And the little boy is, is mumbling. I can't hear him, and I said, "Oh, you want to give me a?" Hug? And he said, he shook his head, no. And then he mumbles again. And I said, well, and it, and it sounds like, Boogie. So I said, oh, you're, they call you Buggy. <laughs> and, and, and the little boy said, can I touch your booty? Wow. Well, so what? Everybody laughing. You know, I'm looking at my barber, and the man, the, the little boy daddy said, he just fascinated. He don't pay no attention, ma'am. And I said, I'm flat, young little boy. I, I, you, I can't let you uh, touch my booty. I'm not a butt. And weird. so the little boy uh, kind of like getting agitated with me. And I looked at my barber. He was laughing. I looked. I said, I'm gone. So my barber walks me out. And he said, Kayla, well, he do that to everybody. I said, well, I'm sure you, I said, that's, that's creepy. So as, as I'm walking out, well, I'm going to my car, you know, me and my barber are laughing. So the little boy said, you're not black. I'm done. I told him, my barber, I'll be there in two weeks. Make sure that they don't come because I ain't that tired to be slapping nobody's child. I don't know why this stuff happened to me. Lord, I said, send me a thick, six, five to six, eight athletic built man, 45 to like 52 years of age. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Wow. It's funny. It's a little funny. boy trying to touch a booty. You know, my son did that in the store one time. And, uh, did he really? Yeah, it was like probably two. I know he was still in the stroller. So he might have been like mm, maybe one-ish, maybe getting the two. And we walking through the mall. And we're at one of the lady shops. My wife's getting clothes. Son's just sitting in the chair. And all of a sudden, he just reaches up and grabs this woman's butt. 
she turned around. She thought it was me. She was about to slap me. But then she looked down and saw it was my son. She's like, oh, well, I guess he just know what he like. I'm like, okay. You say so, lady. <laughs> wow. How old was he, you say? He's maybe about two. I, I, I mean, okay, he wasn't he was really walking kid. long distance. Yeah, he was still in the stroller. So yeah, maybe one-ish. Funny. Yeah, somewhere That is funny. Wow. Yeah, you know. I don't know, but now he calls himself Chocolate Body. Is that the same one? No, the oldest. Oh, that's not Chocolate Body. Okay. okay. No. All right, I was going to say. Yeah. It, uh, I was going to say. probably fit his uh, characteristics. Uh, yeah. If yeah, all right. So. I was going to say, yeah, Chocolate Body, you know, he, he does some wild yeah. stuff. Oh, and shout anyway. out to Little Chocolate Body. It was his birthday a couple days ago, so. That's right. Finally made birthday. 10. Yeah. Dang. I need to call him. You know, I would have Skyped him and we would have Skyped him and told him happy birthday, but my phone checked. I saw him, that. So I can't be doing nothing. Anyway, tell him happy birthday. All right. So next up, we're going to be talking about Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer movie theories. You know, we hadn't really done much Christmas in this mm-hmm. episode, really, obviously, mm-hmm. this, this uh, recording season. But, uh, you know, I came across some theories and, I, and I've always been sort of thinking that the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the movie, was like a little weird. You know what I'm trying okay. to say? Yeah, yeah. For a lot of different reasons. Um, so let, let's talk about some theories and we can, you know, we can say what the heck. But one of the first theories, mm-hmm. one of the first theories is, um, is, hold on a second. My wife, of course, sent me a message just like in this moment. All right, first of all, Santa Claus thought Rudolph was an abomination. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So he yeah. thought Rudolph was an abomination. He was like, went up to Rudolph's dad, Donner. I was like, Donner, mm-hmm. why? Why do you have this child with a red nose? Ain't nobody else got a red nose. Yeah. Why? Why does he have a red nose? And and um, Donner like put his head down, you know? So, at the beginning of the day, Savannah, uh, not Savannah, but Santa did not like Rudolph. He Santa wasn't a friend. Santa mm-hmm. wanted to shun, Santa, Santa wanted to hide him forever. He did. You know? Probably wanted Donner to, to, you know, ship him, ship him out to some, like, reindeer orphanage or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. So, that's that's one theory that Santa did not like him. In the movie, that's what it seemed like. You're right. So maybe, maybe You're right. So here's another theory. Rudolph himself was an illegitimate child. Wow. Dang. <laughs> to who, though? So it was Donner, right? Was his dad. And then I don't know who the lady was. Who could the dad really be? Maybe it's somebody else. But who would have a red nose what up there what other what other reindeer had a red nose none of them none, none of, them. of them so who could who could he who could his daddy be could it have been santa claus Bruh. <laughs> santa claus weird. is doing some bestiality type stuff santa did have a little bit of red nose I, I was he did that's what i was just about to say his jolly 
red nose and cheeks. There you go. Red nose, rosy cheeks. Could have been you. Rosy cheeks. Never know. Never know. I wonder. I wonder though. I wonder. I wonder. It, but it, it, he had, he looked full. He looked full reindeer. He did look full reindeer. So I don't think yeah. Santa had to be involved. I thought it had. But it got. Could it, could it have been why Santa was disgusted? He's like, I can't believe you. He came up with such a red note. <laughs> Donner, you got to claim him. <laughs> claim that abomination. That's funny. Oh, man. All right. All right. So let's see here. So Hermie the Elf. Hermie the Elf. Here, let me. Can I, I, I think I can share this. Because some of these I came up with myself, and some of these I saw from this thing. Let me see. I'm, I'm going to show you this. <laughs> Come on. Come on, this this better work. That's all I got to say. It doesn't work. It'll just be par for the course for my computer. Um, here we go. Hermie the elf was a psychopath, right? A sadistic like psychopath. Hermie the elf was a misfit, but it was almost certainly for reasons beyond his dissatisfaction in spending his life as a toy maker. Even his wish to become a dentist isn't all that bad until it became a creepy obsession that consumed his personal life. Has anyone ever wondered where he got all those realistic teeth uh, he put in these dolls? In the dolls? Think about that. That's pretty creepy. He did stick some real teeth in dolls. I bet Hermie, I bet when it was late at night and all mm -hmm. the elves were asleep, Hermie would sneak out to the toy shop and go into like Christmas Town or wherever that is in the North Pole, and like be like, be like one of those people who like kills people and takes body parts. Mm. Kills people and took all the grills. That's a, then brought them back and put them in those dolls. Pretty twisted turn. Yeah, or he would like fly to Africa and slay elephants and take their tusks off and bring them back and form them into. Oh, that's not right. Somebody needs to make that movie like ASAP. Hermie, the real Hermie. <laughs> uh, Harry, those teeth came from the bodies of animals or people. He ripped them out of. There you go. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even read this much. This is the first time I'm reading this. Uh, let's remember that despite having, uh, having, read, having read medical books on dentistry, Hermie's time to shine involved yanking out every tooth of the bumble. That was his time to shine. That's not being a dentist. That's being a sadistic psychopath. And one does not get good at yanking out large teeth without warming up on a few other people, in my opinion. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, the next theory. The elves have been inbreeding. All the elves look the same, though. They do. You know? Uh, there's a lot of elves in the North Pole, although one may have a hard time distinguishing a vast majority of them from the uh, from the other ones, uh, several times throughout Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, mm -hmm. we see lots of boy and girl elves outside of a tall outside of a tall and nerdy elf or a portly elf, Hermie, and the head elf. However, mm -hmm. uh, they all look the same. It makes one wonder if they might be into some inbreeding. I don't know. Sounds about right. The only way to truly know is if you looked at the elves right in their eyes. Because there was some movie, I can't remember the name of the movie, but there was some movie 
where like they're inbred characters and um and uh jared's computer gonna start blinking like rudolph's nose yeah that's probably true jay um <laughs> if he tries too much yeah it's probably but there was some movie where all of the inbred like offspring had two different color eyes there's a there's documentaries uh and and hmm. you know blogs and stuff like that about people in west virginia uh, yeah, in bread families yeah, and yeah, a lot yeah. of them have have multicolor eyes so i'd want to look deep into the eyes of these devils you know and see mm -hmm. if in fact they were multicolored um here we go this is wild the job rate of reindeer in the Nepal is astronomically low Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer reveals that all reindeer from the North Pole begin training um, at a very young age to one day pull Santa's sleigh. It's a tremendous honor and apparently one with incredibly high standards. After all, has anyone heard of any new additions to the sleigh lineup since Rudolph's inclusion? Mm, that's nope. true. Uh, the competitive industry has likely led to a very cutthroat reindeer games. <laughs> And maybe why reindeer goes so hard at Rudolph for his red nose. <laughs> After all, they needed it, any advantage they can to get Santa's attention and a coveted spot on his sleigh team. Rudolph prevails, however, and he earned a right place on the team. Still, I bet there were... The reindeer games... <sighs> There were at least one or two grumblings wow. about nepotism that night in the reindeer fields. And nepotism would only be me, only mean that Santa was Rudolph's dad. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I wonder if the reindeer games are like the Hunger Games. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that'd be wild, that, man. That would be you know, wild. Yeah, imagine, imagine the reindeer all trying to survive and killing each other just for a chance just for a chance to to be a yeah. slave and pull the slave master's carriage mm -hmm. that's really what it slay. is the slave the coach slay. the mm. coach is that donner was the coach or that was just the dude just some other dude some random for some random reindeer yeah he's a random reindeer maybe he you know maybe he the coach maybe he maybe like Maybe like we talk about like D. The back Dion, the maybe he's he like prime time. He's the prime time. He's the prime time. And and he uh, he's like the Hall of Famer. You know, he was before wow. they made up song. They they hmm. had a song when he was saying he was he's so old. That before they had songs, he was just out there shining and being the one. And then you know, he started coaching them after the fact. That's funny. That's probably the truth. Mm. All right, here we go. You, you, Utah. I can't even say it. Yukon Cornelius was mentally unstable. This is probably one one most people know as Yukon Cornelius is a bit of a fanatic from start to finish. That said, his whole reason for being in the North Pole is preposterous and quite simply a fool's errand. Uh, if someone is looking for silver and gold, the North the North place, uh, the North Pole isn't the best place. Uh, to start a venture uh, to at all, for that matter. Uh, there may be loads of gold and silver up at the poles, but there's no way Yukon Cornelius was getting any of it with his pickaxe. He needed some heavy machinery to break through that amount of ice in the land. Uh, 
and he doesn't even have properly trained sled dogs. This guy was in way over his head from the start, and the scary part is he never once realized it. Yukon Cornelius, mentally unstable. Mm -hmm. I I believe that could be true. It could be true. Is he licking his hammer, his ice pick? Yeah, Yeah, he licks his ice pick. He he did that in the movie. So, yeah, he is a little bit unstable. There's all in here. Wow. Here we go. Next, Rudolph's family missed a bulk of his childhood. Dang. I mean, as far as we know, as far as we know, Rudolph, when he like literally like just born, then all of a sudden, he went straight to went straight to, to the reindeer games. <laughs> I can't even hold this man. My computer tripping, bro. Um, but yeah, he was like born, and then all of a sudden, he was in the reindeer games. Like, nah, we don't want him to be reindeer game. Like, he gonna be in the reindeer game. He ain't got nothing else to do. He got a red nose. Don't you know Santa can, Santa needs a headlight? <laughs> wow. Goes <laughs> on the road with Hermit and barks on a journey that seems to go on quite some time. He's gone long enough that he looks much older when he returns to the North Pole and would otherwise be unrecognizable if it wasn't for his red nose. Rudolph's parents missed his formative years and surely had a, had a rough time when he was away. Donner lived with the fact that one of his final moments was watching his son in shame at flying practice. <laughs> a moment Rudolph experienced as well. There had to be some unspoken family tension when he returned years later. Perhaps enough that a sequel that features the family airing it out, airing out their differences would be really riveting to watch. I think that would be fun. But honestly, in the movie, we know that Rudolph goes on this, like, like they all run away, right? And mm-hmm. he comes back older. Like, his voice is deeper. You know, Clarice is like, damn, Rudolph. So right? it's kind of like the Lion Well, I wouldn't say like the Lion King, but... Uh, I don't know, yeah. but like, they, like, you really mm-hmm. don't have a sense of time how long he's gone. No. But how, but like it almost seems like he just gone for like a week or something like that, right? But like, like how you gonna come back with antlers and a deep voice? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> the, the time frame is sort of jacked up. Mm. Oh man, here we go. Uh, Clarice and Rudolph had an incredibly shallow relationship. <laughs> That's funny. Clarice and Rudolph are the big couple of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. But that isn't really saying much. Santa and Mrs. Claus seem to be going through the motions. And Donner and Mrs. Donner, quote unquote Rudolph's parents, clearly have some things they need to work out. Having said that, Rudolph and Clarice's relationship is truly wild, especially considering it's only based on her telling them he was cute once uh, with her children. Hmm. All right, y'all. Wow. Uh, a person tells, tells someone they're cute way back when, and then after years of not seeing them, that person reemerges and rescues them. Uh, while that person would surely be grateful for having their life saved, we're not sure that's a deed that warrants a kiss under the mistletoe. Rudolph needs to slow his roll and get reacquainted with this dough. Rushing into a relationship based on the spur of the moment decisions uh, can end disastrously. Just ask mm-hmm. Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. <laughs> Man. And you know what? I'm, I'm reading on, on Rudolph right now, and apparently he and that little doe had a, a child named Robbie. Robbie the reindeer. <laughs> Robbie? 
Why? Yeah. Why did they do that? They did. Why did they? Why did they do that, man? That's and why. guess who's still on the team? Prancer, Donner, and Blitzen. But they are. And Vixen. They still on the team. And Robbie's yeah. leading the team. Mm. So what mm. happened to Rudolph? <laughs> Rudolph didn't make the cut that he year. died. <laughs> he got too old and he got replaced. <laughs> he had to go back into the Hunger Games. Oh, that's Jack Merck. That's Jack Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Rudolph got taken out by his son. Imagine if it was his son Ooh. who took him down. Like, if you were Clarice, you know? Oh, it could have been like one of those moments, man, where it's like, do me, son. Go ahead and take me out. Live on. Carry my name. You know, you got my nose. Carry on my my legacy of leading these reindeer. Wow. That, that, That could be it, man. Wow. I'm sorry. What were you saying about Clarice? No, I was just saying, like, I was just saying, like, you know, if you're Clarice, who do you root for? Your husband or your child? (laughs) You know, the one that you fell in love with, your baby daddy, (laughs) or your child? Wow. I don't know. I don't know. That was was an interesting take. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I was saying, like, I know when you kind of mentioned it before the show, I know I remembered a, a crazy dark telling of of uh, Rudolph mm-hmm. about him. I guess it was about a story about mental issues or uh, physical handicaps, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't sound funny, but it doesn't sound funny. It's not supposed to be funny, I guess. So there's a site about psychology within the the Rudolph story. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go through all these points, but there's some that you made in the other one that, okay. that kind of re- relate to this. So one, Santa has an eating disorder. <laughs> he, starts to, he starts to show thin and balloons up by the end, fitting in his fat Santa suit. So I kind of see that, That's fair. you know. Mrs. Mrs. Santa needs her husband to be fat. She shames him by saying, whoever heard of a skinny Santa? Eat, eat. Got some some of that craziness going on. Rudolph is born with a shiny nose, mother says. And the mother says, we'll simply simply have to overlook it. Father (laughs) is unable to see past his son's faults. Mm -hmm. You know? Santa comes, and this one's uh, to your point. Santa comes to see the new baby, sees Rudolph's nose, and is equally disgusted. Then, in front of the new mother and her baby, Santa decides to break into a song about how he is the king of jangling, <laughs> making Santa a bit, a bit narcissistic. So, yeah, there, there's a long list of these things, you know. No. Uh, Rudolph isn't even an hour old and his father already turned him into a bad object. <laughs> I mean, think about it, man. Think about it. Like He'll never everybody, make the slate <laughs> everybody everybody looked at Rudolph with, with disgust. It did. All the one that did. didn't at first was his mama. That's true. That's it. That's true. You know, that's it. Everybody else like, what? 
Like what? Why? Like why is this? How did you get here? Why? How did you make it? You're the you're the sperm that made it. Like that's what they're thinking. You know? Wow. I don't uh, know why I went there, but that's what I thought. Though. <laughs> goodness gracious! Uh, yeah. You know. But you know, yeah. These are all of the uh, disturbing and, you know, um, uh, you know, unintended, you know, <laughs> theories of the movie that was, you know, just, just a little kid show, you know, it's just a little kid show, but, you know, there's all these, all these irrational theories out there and definitely one of them, but definitely some of them, I guess. So, so yeah, yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Comment. That's the coach of the reindeers. Okay. Prime time comment. So I mean he he had had on. He 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 was the coach. You know, he was he was uh he seemed to be very um very passionate, you know, passionate about these reindeer making it or not making it, you know, cracking the whip. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. This is pretty uh, depressing looking at some of these these notes about this movie. So now I'm not gonna watch it in the same light anymore. Same same wholeheartedness I did when I was young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, I will definitely look at it like you know a little differently now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but this is the thing, though. Like when you look at some of these, you know, uh, you know, some of these, uh, 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 what do you call it, um, like Christmas movies and just old time movies. Like you just sit there and you just you like your mind tails off, and you think mm-hmm. like, how did they come up with this concept? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. How? How? So. And then, and then, then as you watch it, you know, you also say, okay, you know, like who, like how did the, how did the relationship, how, how was this relationship started? Whose daddy is this? Whose mama is this? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you know, why is she with him? Why is he with her? Like, you know, why why aren't they together? You know, like I'm telling you, that that's what I think about at least. I think about all these random things. My my mind definitely goes to random places. And I'm just like, you know, thinking all these random thoughts and, and, you know, somebody, at least somebody else out there, whoever wrote, wrote that piece about Rudolph had similar thoughts, you know, about that movie in particular. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Robot Chicken do like a spoof of that? Uh, I think <laughs> Rudolph coming back and like killing everybody. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. That sounds familiar. So yeah. I, I think that, I think that did happen. That's funny. Nah, I don't know, man. Well, hey, I don't. I don't really have much else. Do you have anything else? I have nothing else. Just to wish everybody a happy holidays and be safe. Yeah. What, what's jazz. the What's the present you're hoping for? What's the present you hope Santa gives you on Christmas morning? I don't. Know. I hadn't really thought about it. I don't want anything. Uh, you know my sister-in-law asked what I wanted I say uh, I take five million dollars in right. ones you yeah. know so that's about it I, I don't I don't want anything I can't I can't even think I've been so much so concerned with giving to other people mm-hmm. that I 
never really wanted anything. So, yeah. So whatever. What about you? What, what do you? Yeah, I don't know, man. Santa I, brings you? Yeah, I. Uh, I'm not like I don't know. It's weird, man, because my Christmas wish list this year was very like, very short. Um, you know, I, I normally, and just sort of like whatever. And and as soon as I found out Michigan was playing against TCU in the bowl game, mm-hmm. and they were going to be in Arizona, which is just a drive down the highway. I mean, it's not close, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot closer than trying to drive to Georgia, right? They played in oh, that yeah. game. Um, you know, finding out they were playing each other. That's my two favorite college football teams of all time: uh, Michigan because of my dad, and then. You know TCU because I paid thousands of dollars to go there, so I was like, you know what, yeah. I would like a ticket to go to the game. So that's what I want for Christmas. Oh, um, shucks, you might get it. Yeah. So that that's about it, man. Um, other than that, I mean, it's just like random clothes. It's like random like cooking things, but you know, that's all random stuff that I could probably get after Christmas if I really wanted to. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I don't I don't know I. We have a, you know, speaking of, you know, trying to help people, our, our, our team at, at our work, uh, you know, we, we decided to do uh, some Christmas angel tree things. Um, and so, uh, you know, we found this angel tree that had, has basically like terminally ill kids in the hospital. Oh, wow. uh, and it's just like their wants. And it's just like, like pajamas, tennis shoes, socks. Like that's what they want for Christmas, you know? Uh, basics. Yeah, and it really puts some stuff in perspective because you're like, you know, when you were a kid, you're like, I wanted Voltron. I want the whole, you know, the whole mm-hmm. uh, uh, collection of, of G.I. Joe, like that type of stuff. And these kids just want like basic stuff, you know, and, and it's sad because, you know, obviously they're extremely sick and, you know, very low chance of survival rate. So, yeah, so we, we were able to go out and, and, you know, take care of a few people, uh, you know, off of the tree. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, and you know, we took some for for family because we normally do like, like a little like this thing through church where you pack up a box uh, with right. all these essentials and they send it to kids in other countries. But you know, we decided to do some some kids from the angel tree as well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's wild, man. So you know, doing stuff like that is that's what it's all about, you know, because you you get a real sense uh, because it's it's not about it. it it should never really be about you, you know? So, uh, it should be about, you know, trying to help other people. Um, and you know, Jesus is the reason for the season, not these random toys. So it is what it is, but yeah, man, but that's it. I could get it in my kids skulls. Yeah. They'll get it one day. Give instead of receive. They'll get it one day. They'll get it one day. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, uh, I'll let you go ahead and tell the people where they can find us. Hi, people. You can find us at, let's see, where are we at? We are at, <clears throat> give me a second. I'm trying to open this file. <laughs> 237 episodes, and I still don't know where we're located. Uh, HTAG Blackout Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Find us on your favorite streaming platform. Or you could email us, hashtag blackoutpod at gmail.com. You could email us whatever you want. Questions, we'll try to answer them on the show. You got a long story you want to email out, 
we'll read it on the show or you could just call and uh you know leave us a little voicemail 3853-BLAKPC or 3853252572 don't forget to hit up hooksrub.com get yourself some hooks uh mm-hmm. it's probably a little probably a little too late to get some hooks now unless he like does a super overnight overnight no, shipping. I mean I, the last day for me to ship to get it there before Christmas going to be the 20th for most places Ooh. in the country. Oh boy. If you do priority mail. If you do priority, yeah. That's yeah. two day, two to three days. Otherwise, you have to do overnight, which is a little more expensive, yeah. but we can make it happen. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. There you go. Get yourself some hooks and uh, make sure you tune in next year because this is probably our last episode of this year. 2022 we'll see you in 2023 and uh we'll start the year off strong yes indeed yes indeed yes indeed yeah uh we uh yeah we definitely we actually planned on bringing uh john from the john effect in during this month but this month uh, i'm sorry it just really got away from us so we apologize happy 300 to him 300 episodes to him that is not a small feat not at all you know for a solo guy solo yeah, you know, definitely big ups to him, um, and Jackie, uh, yes. uh, and you know J Dub Negro did an episode on his on his show uh, here recently, um, mm-hmm. and and uh, it was talking about sort of like stuff you know that that you did uh, at different times of your life, like back in you know uh, uh, like back in your twenties and thirties or whatever. Uh, so um, yeah, so. You know, I I know that was a good episode, and he has a lot. He yeah. had several good episodes like that. So we're we have to put together a plan with John to get him on the show because we've been talking back and forth about doing that for years, mm-hmm. and we started literally like within the same month, I think. Um, yeah, the same so, time. You know, yeah. the same time. So you know, we we gotta have to make it happen, and we will make it happen. So um, hopefully, we can make that happen in January. So we can go ahead knock it out and then plan for another one after that but anyhow all right well uh i guess on that note you know thank y'all so much for watching thank you for your support uh of everything you know uh just thank y'all and looking forward to uh seeing what the new year brings uh and thanks for 2022 uh jay love you cousin happy christmas happy christmas mahana kwanzaa uh, uh yeah same to you and your family all those things and whatever the mormons celebrate out there I don't don't tell me anything that the mormons celebrate because i don't <laughs> celebrate anything with them. okay yes they, they celebrate multiple wives that's yes. one one wife is more than oh boy that's a lot of presents too <laughs> goodness imagine 30 kids all right on that note wow i'm blacking out I'm blacking.